ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of The Intelligent Moron with Alex Silva. You know, I think I've been talking quite a bit on this podcast. A lot of my stuff has been recorded, published, put out there. You kind of have an idea of how my brain works, how it ticks, opinions on I, I have on certain things, um, opinions I have that might differ to most people. I'm not the most uh, intelligent person out there, but I do think that I possess a threshold of knowledge that not everyone does out there. I feel like I, you know, have a, a, a simple grasp of what you need to know in terms of being able to function in a thriving society in the year of 2023. So much so is, you know, I myself, you know, I stop at the stop site. Red means stop. Green means go. Use your blinkers. Thank your, tip your waitresses, you know, thank your servants or people who provide you service. Thank them. Um, hold the door open for people. Be nice to one another. You know, all that stuff. Wear a shirt if you want to be served. Stuff like that. You know, keep your shoes on. Freshen up a bit. Brush your teeth. Wash your hair. Yeah, I feel, I feel like I do that all to a T. You know, uh, some people might not do that. You know, they might they might do like brush their teeth and on that, comb their hair. They might, you know, hopefully stop the stop sign, you know, slow down, go by the speed limit. But I, you know, there's some people that just fail to, um, to do that in society. Now, all of those I've seen people fail miserably at, fail all the time. People run a stop sign, they don't say thank you, they come in somewhere without a shirt, asking to be served, or impolite to people, rude. But I saw something a couple days ago, and it really struck me the wrong way. And it's always kind of been a thing that in my life has annoyed me for pretty much my entire existence. Whenever I see it, I can't believe it. It always just baffles me. Now, is this person is this person stupid? Or does a person just not care? Or does a person think that they're above everybody else, therefore they don't have to do, um, oh, well, I guess obey this certain rule? Maybe not a rule, but like, they really should be using what it's intended for. And they're not. And that's using a sidewalk if you're going to be walking outside. Not in, you know, like, not like on a treadmill. But if you're going to be walking in public, in the neighborhood, throughout the neighborhood, wherever you want to go, you know, pretty much everywhere like in town, in a city, there's always sidewalks. Now, what are sidewalks for? For people to walk on, right? Now, some people out there think that they can just walk on the street at night when it's dark out and... And just be like, yeah, I'm here. You better see me because I'm walking. Listen, listen, I get it. You feel like you have the power to just think that. But in reality, my friend, you need to walk on the sidewalk. That's why it's there. So people, pedestrians like you, even me, sometimes if I, if I choose to walk, we walk on the sidewalk like citizens of a functioning society. I feel like that's reasonable, right? Especially if it's night. You don't want anybody to be on the actual street. You know, I get it. Maybe you need a little bit of space, but tough squash. Walk on the sidewalk. It's that simple. Um, 
So I, I had a cup some people just, you know, I'm trying to go somewhere at night, you know, it's dark out. I'm like, all right, let's get it. Let's, we got to go get some, run some errands, do some stuff right before the morning. I don't have time in the morning. I do it at night. My, maybe it's my fault. You know, maybe I, I decided me, yeah, I, you know, maybe I should have gone earlier. Maybe I would have had this problem, but I didn't, you know, my car has lights for a reason for me, for me to be able to drive at night on the road where cars are supposed to be. And this guy is walking a good, like two feet, three, three feet away from the sidewalk. Like he's borderline flirting with like nearly being in the middle of the street. It's not the biggest street, but still it's like, dude, like, what is your problem? Why are you in the middle of the road? You are not a car. You belong on the sidewalk. Now, I understand that you live in the in the United States. You have the right to do whatever the hell that you want, right? For the most part, you do. But, my friend, please, for the love of Christ, use the sidewalk. That's why it was made for you to walk on. Could you imagine being in a neighborhood that did not fund sidewalks, that you had to actually walk on the road that cars were driving on? Please use the sidewalk to walk. All right? It's very simple. We also live in a country where not a lot of people like to exercise. So you're not going to be walking and being crowded on the sidewalk because for one no one exercises and two it's just like how much of an inconvenience is it for you to just just be tamed to the sidewalk i don't understand why you have that issue in 2023 we've had sidewalks for decades maybe even centuries and you don't want to use them i feel like that you're being a little selfish now, this guy, you know, he didn't bother me. I didn't almost hit him or anything. But I just thought that, you know what? This is very annoying. Like, you should not be walking on the street. I get it. You know, we are supposed to yield for pedestrians. But if these pedestrians are not using the proper lane for them to walk on, hence the sidewalk, I feel like they might, they should lose a little bit of, you know, um, privilege, sympathy, if anything should happen to them, you know, well, sir, you weren't using the sidewalk, you, you, you kind of flirted with, uh, with danger there, you kind of, you were playing on the edge, and you, 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 you got caught, you know, it's the same with people in the bike lane as well, there's a reason why we have a bike lane, for you to ride your bike, and not be on the street, or the sidewalk, you know, if you're biking, you should not be on the sidewalk. I agree with that, too. It's just like if you're walking, you should not be on the street. And you should not be in the bike bike lane. Those are for bikers only. You know, just these things. And the bike lane, you know, where I live is not that old. I mean, it's like maybe 15, 20 years old. I don't remember seeing bike lanes when I was really young. But, you know, they, they came out, and, you know, they... they put the little lane there and I'm like oh that's cool now bikers have their own lane now they don't have to be scared for their lives on the street or you know might possibly running into people that are walking on the sidewalk or maybe if a car's pulling out of their driveway you know it gives them a little bit of extra space that's why it was made that's why I believe that it, that's the purpose you know to be extra safe if we're not gonna take advantage as people and utilize these things that were created by, you know, the cities, governments, whatever, higher powers for our safety, you know, then if they're there, you should use them because that's what you're supposed to do in a functioning society. It only makes sense. You know, I just feel like we have to obey by the rules every once in a while. Yes, you're free. This country is a free country. But still, come on. Walk on the sidewalk. Ride in the bike lane. Drive on the street or the road. Whatever you call it. 
If we can all do that, it would be so much easier for us to all live in harmony. Yeah, you might have to suck it up if you don't like walking on the sidewalk, if you don't like biking in the bike lane. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You just you have to do it. You know, it's it's not going to kill you to walk on the sidewalk. You know, I personally hate walking on the street. I feel like a car is just going to sideswipe me any moment. You know, I take the liberty into thinking, hey, you know what? This driver might not always be on high alert for people that walk on the street. You know, maybe this guy can't see. I understand that you should not be doing this, but people do anyway, right? Texting on your phone. It does happen. It's a possibility that you can get smushed on the road, run over. I don't want that happening to me. I understand that he should not be texting, but should I really be on the road, on the street? I don't think so, you know? That's why they say you got to use the crosswalk. Why? Because that's the safest place on the street for you to do it. There's usually a stop sign, stoplight that correspond with a crosswalk. That's where you should be crossing the street. If, if not, it's called what? Jaywalking or something like that, right? That's a rule or a law. So, you, you know, people just need to know their, their, their boundaries and their rights out there on the streets and the sidewalks and the bike lanes. I think that we've lost some of that. This guy, again, he didn't bother me. He, he, I didn't hit him. He didn't really piss me off, but it was just like an annoyance. I'm like, hmm, you should be in the sidewalk. You should not be in the street. It's called the, the sidewalk for a reason, sir. I'll remember this. I'm not going to be like put up signs and stuff like that, flyers like get this man back on the sidewalk because he's breaking rules. No, but, but still, it's like this is an, an, an annoyance. And I would much rather live a life without annoyances than live a life full of them, you know? Just kind of something I thought of, something I saw. I also saw that there's this thing out there. I'm not really sure how good it is or if it's that beneficial. Maybe it might be, maybe it isn't. And I haven't really looked into it, but I kind of was thinking about, you know, all these different types of things that we do nowadays to be a little bit more healthier, you know? At first, it was like diets, and exercise, you know, you eat good food slash you eat the right amount of food that you should be eating within a day and then you exercise and then, of course, with that, you know, that diet, you eat healthier foods, eat the right amount of calories for your body type, exercise, get good sleep, and you should be living a pretty healthy life, a pretty decently healthy life. I'm not talking about like eat whatever you want either, but like eat like an apple, some fruits and veggies within what you eat in the in a normal day. You know, if you want to, you know, go get some McDonald's and you got to kind of prepare for what you're going to eat, the caloric intake, and then kind of manage manage that around uh, throughout the day of your life. You know, pretty simple, right? I think that that's a pretty simple way to diet, to, to eat right, to stay on track if you want to lose weight. If you're trying to maintain a weight, if you want to maybe bulk up or uh, uh, cut, what you know, whatever you want to do, or just live a healthier lifestyle, that's a pretty good option, right? I always thought that that was always the right thing to do, right? I think that we got the caloric intake pretty much down to a science, I think. Again, I'm no doctor, but that's kind of what I've always been taught throughout school, you know, you know, classes, sports, yeah, it's kind of like what you're supposed to do. That's like how you're supposed to live life. If you have too many calories and you don't burn enough during the day, well, you got leftover calories that your body is not going to be able to do with anything. That turns into unused, you know, energy essentially, and it just kind of like builds up and shit, you know? Your body isn't 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 utilizing all the nutrients that, that it's supposed to from certain, you know, foods, and, uh, you know, you're not burning enough calories within the day to be, you know, I guess to break even, I guess you could say, or close to it. But I always thought that that was kind of a, uh, you know, a, a pretty decent way to, you know, to eat healthy and be active and have a healthy lifestyle, right? And not go too crazy with your meals. Uh, hence, like eating a ton of junk food, a lot of salt and sugar, right? Not a lot of fatty foods like uh, pizza, burgers, uh 
hot dogs, cheeses, and all that, you know, kind of have a balanced diet. And we got to an age of different ways other than that to lose weight, whether it be diets like keto, carnivore diet, uh, intermittent fasting, and other things that I'm not quite sure of, but like eating a lot of like one specific, you know, food group and cutting out others is like, you know, we're trying to, in my opinion, way too hard uh, to find a good way to lose weight with all these diets and, and treatments and routines and programs and all that. I just feel like it's so much now that really you just got to go back to the basics, you know, eat what you're supposed to eat, do this much exercise and try to do it at least daily. And I think you'll be okay, pretty good at least. But back to like these crazy diets and stuff, you know, carnivore diet is what I've been hearing, like not a lot recently, but in the past couple years, I've been hearing about it, and I'm like, what? What is this? You know, what do you do? You just really just eat meat, and that's pretty much it. You eat meat like all day and nothing else. I'm like, whoa! Like, I always thought that too much meat was just like not really good for you. You know, like not the best thing that you should be eating. But I guess like it kind of does something within the body, which kind of makes you lose weight. Faster, I guess. Maybe you feel stronger. I don't know. No expert, but I guess that there's got to be something out there that you um, are able to burn weight, lose weight at a certain rate that's faster, I guess. And it's just all these weird-ass diets that I know nothing about, but I hear, and it's like, does that actually work? Does all this really work? Keto is like a bunch of fats. All you eat is fat all day, like avocados and shit and butter and all that. It's like, is that good for you, though? Like, don't you gotta, like, fucking exercise a shit ton just to, you know, lose weight and all that? I just feel like that's so much work. You know, it's like that, like, that doesn't seem like a really, like, productive way to lose weight. Maybe if you're if you're a celebrity, maybe if you're like rich and famous and you got don't have too much to do, but if you're like a blue collar guy, there's no way you could do that, right? There's just no way. You'd have to prepare all that stuff and it would take hours and you got to, you know, eat all that and stick with it. It's like that's a lot. You got to, you know, that's much more than counting calories, I would think. I mean, sure, it's a pain in the ass to count calories and to make sure you're eating, you know, the right amount of food, you know, the right amount of calories, I guess, but at least you can kind of like, you know, have more of a freedom of range of options that you can eat, you know, meats, cheeses, breads, poultry, you know, all that stuff, vegetables, fruit, and kind of find a way to manage that, but with a bigger variety, you know, if you're gonna be on carnivore, and you gotta have breakfast, and you gotta have lunch and dinner. It's like, well, what do you eat for that? You know, what can you eat for breakfast? Just like bacon? Okay. What about lunch? Just like a, a hamburger patty? Like, how do how do we how do we efficiently do this routine? How do we efficiently do efficiently efficiently do this diet? It it just always puzzled me. And diets don't really last long. Is is what I've been what I've noticed on, like, social media and just people who I've talked to who, who have done diets, they don't really last. And I don't think that they're meant to last. I think that the calorie thing, though, the calorie counter, you know, manage what you eat and, you know, just kind of watch what you eat, too. You know, if you're eating, like, a cheeseburger, maybe throw in a salad. If you're eating, like, pizza, maybe um, have some fruit before that. If you're having, like, a sandwich that's kind of... You know, maybe on the not-so-healthy side, maybe add some carrots, some celery, you know, an apple as well. Maybe have almonds and raisins or trail mix instead of chips, you know. It's just something like that. Making better choices with your food that you eat, you know. And it kind of got me to thinking because I saw this thing and it was on, like, some bullshit, like, midday news talk show type thing, right? Those bullshit TV shows where... Single moms just watch all day and night, or, 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 or stay-at-home moms just watch, you know, to kill time, you know, to pass time, right? 
I can't remember which one it was, but it was like one with uh, they were describing or they were ex- trying to explain how this new coffee is so good for you. It's like coffee infused with olive oil, coffee and olive oil, or olive infused co- olive oil infused coffee, or coffee infused with olive oil. I don't know. I can't remember what it was, but I it caught my eye, and I'm thinking about like this, like this is a bit much, you know. The fact that everything that we have to eat now, you know, we we couldn't just leave coffee alone. We had to make it super because, you know, olive oil has got like, I'm pretty sure it's got some kind of health benefits. Like it's, uh, you know, it, it's probably healthier than other oils. It's probably more natural than like some oils out there that we use a lot of. You know, it's more natural. It just, it tastes good too. You know, it's, it's good for it. I guess it's good for you. Maybe it smoothens you out. Maybe it makes your skin softer. I don't know, but there, you know, there's something in it. But like, if these guys on these on these talk shows, you know, if they're trying to say, trying to sell me on this product, like, hey, try this coffee infused with olive oil. Now I heard it. I didn't really hear what they were saying because it's all bullshit. But I'm like, can we just leave it alone? Why do we gotta infuse everything with something else to make it healthier? Are we that bad? As a country, that we need all the help that we can get because we are so overweight and we're literally dying out there because everybody's fat and all of our foods are just processed and all we eat is fast food. Maybe maybe we do need this. Maybe we are so far gone as a country in terms of health and diet that we need to just make our day-to-day foods infused with some kind of healthy benefits for us to not all completely die of heart disease or obesity. You know, I've thought about this for a long time. Everything seems to be, you know, with a twist, with a turn, some kind of benefit, some kind of, you know, thing that makes, you know, you it's it's good for you. It's better for you. Like there's the original way, which is coffee. But now we have olive oil in it. Like, huh? I just don't understand, like, what what we are doing at this point. It doesn't really make any sense, I'll be honest. But, you know, I guess if, if, we're, if we are that far gone as a country in terms of health, then maybe we do need it. Maybe these midday talk shows are onto something. Maybe they're onto something that I'm not sure of. You know, I have a cup of coffee every single morning that I wake up. Every single morning, I have a cup of coffee. You know, on the weekends, I tend to uh, indulge and, you know, add a little creamer to it. But for the most part, I just have a cup of black coffee with some sugar in it. And that's about it. And that's it. Like, I don't need anything else in it. I couldn't imagine, like, what I would be really benefiting with if I had some olive oil in my coffee. I wouldn't even want to know what that would taste like. Do I just pour olive oil in my coffee instead of creamer and sugar? Or or is it like a special blend that I have to buy? Now, odds are this was probably just a, you know, an advertisement for the show that this new coffee, let's say it's like a Keurig K-cup, you buy it and that's what it is. It's an infused blend of coffee beans and olive oil in the freaking pod and that's what they were just trying to sell me again i just heard it but it caught my ear and i was just like are you kidding me are you seriously are you joking what are we doing now i maybe it will save lives it could possibly save millions and millions of lives out there people who are overweight and needed a little bit of health into them and the only way that they could get into getting healthier is injecting olive oil into their coffee maybe that's it maybe i'm just a fool maybe i'm full of shit maybe i don't even know what i'm talking about but this coffee company or whoever designed this was so leaps and bounds ahead of what i was thinking and it turned coffee upside down and made it a power drink you know, at first, it was just a drink to get you up and at them in the morning. You know, get you a little, a little wired. It was just to, just to, just to, not be so 
drowsy. Not drowsy, but a little not so sleepy, you know? Because coffee, let me be honest with you. There are days that I have that I feel like coffee does not work. And some days I do. I don't know what it is, if I'm doing it wrong, if it's just like a chemical imbalance. Sometimes it does not work. Sometimes it actually just puts me right to sleep. Like I I, I have a cup of coffee and it's like, oh man, I, I could take a nap right now. Like 20 minutes after I finish that coffee, I'm like... Yeah, it's time for a nap. So other times, I actually feel it. Like, I feel like, hmm, let's go. Let's get it. But not all the time. And I feel like, you know, I've, 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 I'm in this cycle where I have it every day. And I'm like, I'm just gambling. Like, please work. Please work. Don't, don't make me tired. Please work. Do what you're supposed to do and keep my ass up. If not, we're going to have a talk. Because this can't keep happening, you know. It's just not gonna. It, it's not something that that I want to deal with right now. Just keep my ass up. Sometimes in the morning, if I'm in a hurry, I'll make that cup of coffee, and I'll put in one little ice cube in my cup of coffee, just so it can cool down faster, so I can chug it before I le- I walk out the door, you know. Just so I'm, I'm, I'm I know that I'm caffeinated, at least, so I'll have a little bit of juice, you know, get me through the first couple hours of the day. You know, at least the first couple hours without feeling like I need to fall asleep. Because you, we've all been there, right? When you don't get the proper amount of sleep, it really shows. Lately, I've been going to bed pretty early or on time at least, and I get some pretty decent hours, which is a good thing. You know, thumbs up for that. But, you know, sometimes, sometimes, you know, you feel like you need a little bit of a pick-me-up. And most of the times, hopefully, you know, you bet, you're like, come on, coffee, you better work, you better work. Because when you feel... That drowsiness, that sleepiness creeping, and your head just kind of bobs up and down because you can't keep your your mind awake. Oof, that's the worst, right? Remember in school? Remember in school when you were trying to focus in class? And this was like before you drank coffee, and you were trying so hard, and you would just kind of like put your your head on your hand, you know, kind of lean on it, and then just kind of like almost hit your head on the desk because you were so tired. I remember those days like very vividly, nearly bonking my head on the desk because I was so tired. That's the worst. That's like the worst feeling of all time. When it's like you just you're dead. You 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 don't even want to be there. You should not be there, but you have to be there. Imagine like having that every single day. You know that sometimes you could have that with getting some good hours of sleep. Sometimes you could have that. When you get no sleep, most of the time I do, but even sometimes, you know, if you get some, if you, if you clock in some good sleep hours, right, or what you think is good sleep hours, you might either feel great, which is the best feeling in the world, or you're like, oh, why am I, I'm so tired, I feel like I need like a sleep monitor or something like that, because sometimes I feel like my sleep is just weak, you know, it's, it's just not... Being, I'm not being efficient with my sleep, but it's like, how do I even do that if I'm asleep? It makes no sense. There's so many ways to track sleep now. There's like deep sleep, REM sleep, light sleep. It's like, what what the hell? I feel like with all this knowledge and me thinking too much about it, like it makes me feel like no matter what I do, it's not good enough to be like, like functioning at the level that I want to for that day. It will creep into my mind the night before that as every minute goes by, when I'm not fully asleep, you know, tossing and turning in my bed, every second that goes by, I'm like, I'm going to have a bad day. It's going to suck. I'm not going to feel functioning like I'm functioning well. I'm going to be tired. I'm going to be sleepy. Like every time I, 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 the, the minute, every minute that passes by that I'm supposed to be asleep, but I'm not. I get stressed out, and I feel like, ah, tomorrow's gonna suck, I already know it, it's just gonna be terrible, I already can feel it, it's gonna be bad, and then I keep staying up, and then I finally fall asleep, and I, I feel like I don't get as much as I need to, I don't know, maybe it's just me, but I always kind of feel that that's, uh, that's always gonna be a thing for me, just <laughs> an endless cycle of me stressing out that I don't get enough sleep, even though, for the most part, I do, 
but you know stressing out that I don't always kind of I guess just will keep me up at night when it shouldn't talking a little bit about sports now as you know that the March Madness NCAA tournament is going on right now I haven't watched a whole lot of it I'll be honest um just been kind of busy but I submitted one two three four five six seven eight 17 brackets. I submitted 17 brackets um, for the tournament before it started, you know. And there is only one bracket that I have that is alive. Not like a completely perfect bracket. Now, let's be honest. Those are all gone with after like the first day. But the winners... I have one winner remaining that could possibly um that could possibly win the entire tournament. And that's San Diego State. I couldn't believe it either. I made 17. Now, when you make 17 brackets, the more and more you think about it, you're just going to it's not going to be right. It's going to be wrong. So I have San Diego State to win the whole thing for this last bracket. That the winner is still alive. And by the way, the the teams that are still alive in this tournament are some of the most bullshit teams that I've ever seen in my entire life to be alive still in the NCAA tournament. We got San Diego State versus FAU and Miami versus UConn in the final four. Now, I'm no college basketball expert. I'm no college basketball analyst. But I feel like especially this year, this season, this tournament, if you're considered a college basketball expert, you should probably be out of a job because you're not. And I think with this tournament, how it shaped up to be, none of these guys, none of these guys know what they're talking about. Now, of course, we could all kind of be in that same camp, right? People who saw the teams that were good throughout the regular season, like Alabama, UCLA, Gonzaga, Texas, Purdue, uh, we all thought that, yeah, Houston, they should be in the Final Four. No one's going to beat them. You know, we had narratives like they're the best in the country. There's no way they're not going to make it. I see them beating all these teams easily. None of that happened. This year in particular was one of the craziest years of all time in terms of the NCAA men's tournament. I mean, for God's sake, you had Princeton beating Purdue. A 16 seed beating a number one seed. Now, when the hell... Or not not Princeton, or Purdue, sorry. Purdue losing to Fairleigh Dickinson, FDU. Now, when does that ever happen? The answer is never. That shit never happens. It was bizarre. I could not believe it. I wanted to turn off everything. And of course, like, I'm pretty sure, like, in most of my bra- brackets, I had um, Purdue, like, sort of making it kind of far just because they were the number one seed. And the experts out there were saying like, yeah, this team is really good. They're really good. I got them going far. You don't know what the fuck you're talking about. I think that Skip Bayless summed it up best. Now, a lot of people think that Skip Bayless is is a pretty polarizing figure. But, you know, I tend to agree with the guy a lot of percent of the time. Maybe that's because... Maybe watching Skip Bayless is why I am so vocally, uh, not in the minority, but like vocally going to stand up for what, what I think is right. And yeah, I'm paraphrasing his tweet right now because I, I don't know where it is, but I saw it and he was essentially saying like, you don't know shit if you're a, ba- a college basketball analyst. Like, you don't know what you're talking about. And he's kind of right. I mean, at the end of the day... You know, they play these games in the regular season to make it to the NCAA tournament. And when you've got number one seeds 
like Purdue choking to FDU and losing in the first round, you kind of don't know what you're talking about. I mean, sure. I mean, the, you're probably right in saying like they were the better team, but the, when when you see these guys, these college guys gear up for the game and just totally shit the bed, you look like an idiot. It's like, wait, wait, hold on. We paid you to analyze college basketball and you can't even do that? We pay you to give your opinion on national TV that Purdue or Arizona or Alabama is going to be one of the top teams in the country at the end. And they're not even in, they don't even make it that far? Interesting. Like, I could be a college basketball analyst because I thought the exact same thing but i didn't say it on national tv but we all thought it so i think that you know it's almost like college basketball analysts i mean that that is such a weird 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 you know sport to follow to be right about to think that you're right about because college football is pretty spot on. Like, pretty much, for the most part, the number one seeded team is going to thrash the number 24 ranked team. You know, easily. You know, it's pretty... Uh, usually the number... The higher seeded team in a matchup, especially in the college football playoff, is going to beat the, uh, the, the lower seeded team. For the most part. You know, there isn't a whole lot of madness in the college football playoff. But of obviously March Madness is different because it's it's basketball. There's different sports or there are they are different sports. They're played differently. It's just sometimes in college basketball kind of all about luck, which you can argue is like why would you have a tournament settle upon luck and streakiness and who's hotter, you know? It's yeah, it's kind of, you know, up for debate. I guess you could say. But it definitely does make for entertainment. Good old-fashioned entertainment, you know. But at the same time, it's like, why do I even... Why do I... Why would I spend so much time on a bracket if I was going to be 100% dead wrong? You know, it it almost kind of feels like, a, why am I wasting my time? You know, I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't really pay too much attention to that stuff, even though I was, you know, like I like years in the past, I was rooting hard for UCLA. Of course, they choked it at the end against Gonzaga. Broke my heart again. They battled back. They definitely were tired in that game up to the like final minute. They got some life back. Tiger Campbell just kind of trips on the, and then they score at the last second. And it's just pff, magic was over. You know, I, I. I Again, I'm not a UCLA alum, uh, alumni. I'm not really a UCLA fan, but they always seem to be the the school from California that you gotta root for. Now, right now, it's San Diego State, so I'm gonna be rooting hard for San Diego State to to whoop some Florida Atlantic and beat their ass. And you know, Florida Atlantic is probably good. I again, I don't know these programs at all. The only one I'm kind of familiar with is Miami. That's about it. UConn, too. But, like, Florida Atlantic, I don't even know anything about them. They, I just know that they're in the Final Four, and that's it. I don't even know that much about San Diego State, to be honest. But they're representing California. So I will root for them. You know, because of state bias. I will have to root for them. I will happily root for them to beat FAU. Uh, but, you know, I guess at the end of the day, what I'm trying to say is... This is the wackiest tournament that I've seen in a long time. And I haven't even been watching that much. But from what I have seen from afar, it's been quite the tournament. No number one seeds in the final four. Not even number two seeds, which is even weirder. So, I mean, are we enjoying it? Are we having fun? Are we saying this tournament's a sham? I'm curious to think that you know, casual fans of college basketball might be like, what in the fuck is going on? We got a five seed against a nine seed. 
And then another five seed against a four seed. The highest seed is a four seed, which isn't that high in terms of like national ranking. They're not even like within like maybe the top 15 teams in the country. I don't know. That being UConn, but <laughs> I don't know. I'm just curious on these ratings of how this is, this whole tournament is shaking up for the public. I, I imagine these people who are watching it are like, you know, mainly college basketball fans, so they're just eating it up. But like, in terms of like casual fans like me, it's like, the fuck am I watching? What is this? I imagine that these games, these next two, three games are going to be god awful. Because for the most part, you know, unless you're watching Gonzaga, you know, these teams don't really score a whole lot of points. Well, the last one that Gonzaga played, they scored like 50, and UConn scored like 80-something on them. So it's like, you know, what do I fucking know? What does anybody fucking know? That's why these games are so fucking crazy. There's no consistency. There's like, they either want to play good or they don't. They either make their shots or they don't. There's no real, real skill and real consistency within college basketball it's all kind of a gamble i think it's all kind of a it's all kind of a toss-up which is strange but you know that's just how it is you know crazy madness right it's all madness it's just all madness that's why we watch it that's why it's in call that's why it's called march madness it's all madness you wouldn't have expected this which is why that whole warren buffett thing like if you get a perfect bracket you win a billion dollars that's never gonna happen Unless you are a time traveler. In case you will. You know, every time I see, every time I start a bracket, day one of the tournament, it's like, oh, I have a little bit of a chance here. You know, I've made 17. I was dead within the first day. Within the first couple hours, I was dead. Like, there's no shot. No shot. No one ever gets a perfect bracket. Unless you are from the future. Um, You know, I saw this thing a couple... Uh, days ago, like last week, AI script writing in Ubisoft games. AI script writing. Not for like main characters, but for like you, uh, uh, NPC type characters and story games like in um, Assassin's Creed and stuff like that. And that was a headline. And of course, like, you know, they're talking about in the article, like, is this going to be, you know, are they going to be essentially axing jobs for you know writers who want to like work on a game and all that and I don't know a whole too much about that but it did catch my eye and you know how last week I was talking about AI how that's getting a little bit of out of hand and I was like this is kind of getting a little like uh out of hand here people well this is like even more like dude what are we doing like I get it like you want to use technology to help you write a game, NPC dialogue for your game, a a character who's just going to be not even really an obstacle, you know, just an NPC character, which if you don't know is a non-playable character in a video game. These are mainly in story games like Assassin's Creed, Fallout, you know, Harry Potter or Hogwarts Legacy, stuff like that, God of War, and it's just like a character that you meet to do a quest and boom, bada bing, bada boom, you're done. You never see that character again, right? That's an NPC. But if we're going to be cutting jobs for that, I got to be against this. I feel like, you know, people need to express their talents in any way that they can. If they are, if they have a gift for writing NPC dialogue, that person should get the shot to write for that video game and be able have a chance to be employed to do that this ai shit again man why how come we're not learning from films like terminator that ai is dangerous right like they're coming for our jobs not other people but ai is coming for your jobs we cannot let this happen this has got to be a revolution against artificial intelligence i understand that it's fun to play with i understand that it's a fun little technology to 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 develop and help innovate and and maybe shape the world in the future but if we're going to be doing it like this i mean i guess i can see the appeal maybe it's going to save help save costs 
save some money for Ubisoft to, to have an AI program write dialogue for a character that you might not even, some people might not even see in the game, depending on how you play the game. Maybe for like a, a character that's going to be in the game for a very, very minuscule short amount of time, I guess. But at the same time, it's like, I do, why? I, I mean, I don't see the point in having this. Like, it's so small, which is probably why they're going to try and do it. But it's like, come on, you can't do that. Just so you can cut your costs. I don't know. It's just like, I just, I feel like it's like not going it, to, it's like, why stop there, right? Why not? What if they have the AI write their entire game? You know, and and truly, you know, cut people's jobs. Writers are going to be cut. And who's to say this will just stay within video games? It's going to move on to other forms of entertainment, maybe films, TV show. Yeah, I'm, I, I don't like where this is going. I think that this is a very, very slippery slope here with AI. I'm I, I, first it'll be jobs, then it'll be, you know, taking over the world. This is not something that I want to see keep going. I feel like we got to stop it in its tracks right now. There should be people that are outside of Ubisoft's headquarters, wherever they're located, and just say no AI writers, people writers. People, people, people. No AI. Come on. Now, I don't know if this is going to even be a success. Maybe they'll cut it. Maybe they'll be like, you know what? This is not making the cut. Maybe we're not quite there yet. We'll cut the AI. We'll scrap the AI writing program and we'll just hire this guy to write it. I'd be happy for that if it failed, you know? But, in, but if it doesn't fail, if it is a success, if it's successful and other people start to do it, I gotta admit, I'm a little terrified for the future. It's not it, it's not something it's not a future that I really want to live in. If it's all gonna be written by a computer and by AI, I I don't know, man. I just don't know. It doesn't seem like it's gonna be very people friendly. Again, I'm saying it right now. First is first is just this little harmless AI that writes for NPCs. And then 20 years later, Terminator, world is going to be destroyed and run by machines. And what's going to happen then? <sighs> Man. They're going to be starting wars for us. They're going to be running the country. They're going to be running the world in charge of our nuclear arsenal. It, <sighs> it is just the first step. I'm just saying. It, it seems like it's just the first step. In a different world that you and I may be used to living, you know. Soon they'll have robots doing jobs that people once did, you know. Soon they'll have robots flipping burgers, making tacos, making burritos, boxing up um, consoles, boxing up uh, goods and services. That'll happen eventually once people figure it out how to make a robot do a job that a person can do twice as fast with no complaining. No breaks needed, no lunches, no sick days, no paid leave, no vacation, just work, work, work. <sighs> I kind of think that we might be, you know, using our brain power to get lazier. And, you know, who's to say that if we don't go down the route of Terminator... We go down the route of Wally. That's another possibility. You know, they're all fat and obese because robots do everybody's job. And they just sit on their asses with wheelie chairs and watch TV. In this case, it'll be watching YouTube, right? Having robots do everything. In that, that world, they had AI as well. And the AI kind of, you know, was catered to, to serving humanity, which I guess would be a... a a safer AI, but if you make the AI a little too having too much free will, in my opinion, you kind of have a bit of a problem there in terms of the freedom that the, that robot has. But you know, it's just one thing. Of course, I think that it might it might come true, possibly, but also it could be scrapped. I, I pray to God that this Ubisoft uh, AI writer thing fails miserably. 
Um, what I've noticed about being a social media person, who who you know, I'm I'm a I'm of the age and of the generation that was brought up on social media, not not born into it, but kind of brought up on it. I've discovered that Twitter, for me, is even better than it's, than it's ever been. And I don't know if it's because of Elon Musk or the new regime over there, but I truly love that Twitter now has the option of to select if you want to, if you want your feed to be for you or following. Now, first of all, I'm not really sure what the difference was for you. I would think that it's for you. It's the people who I guess you're following, right? It's for you, but it's not. There's a lot of accounts on here that I see on when I'm on the for you page that I don't even follow. I don't even follow these people and or these companies or these groups or whatever, you know, I don't even follow any, any of these people that are on my for you page or most of them. I, I don't follow them, but if you go to following, it's everybody that you follow and it's in chronological order, which is just absolutely badass. Now, if you were raised on Twitter, if you know Twitter very well, I've been a Twitter user for, I joined in August of 2011. August 2011 is when I joined Twitter. And when it was, when I joined, it was always chronological. Chronologically, tweets would show up chronologically. The newest would be at the top. And then once you scroll down, you would see the older ones. And that's just how it was. That's how Instagram was too. Facebook, all those back in the day, that's all how they started. And, you know, of course, you know, the companies were like, you know what, we're not putting enough, like, ads and other accounts that will keep people for, you know, to stay on our sites. So they switched it up. They didn't, they quit the chronological order. They just kind of mixed and mashed it. You know, sometimes I would see tweets from, like, two days ago and then a tweet from, like, a minute ago, you know, with, you know, right next to each other. I was like, what is going on? Why is this happening? Then you would see tweets from people or posts from people that you don't you don't even follow. It's like, why is this here? What is this? How come I'm getting this? And it's, you know, just so the company keeps you on their app longer. You know, hopefully to spark your interest, for you to view more stuff, for you to have more screen time. That way they get more money, more ad revenue, more chance for you to use their advertising and stuff like that. And, you know, it just became more evil, more eviler. And I got to tell you, the option of being having a following option and a for you option, which I never use now, I, I'm like pretty much never on the for you anymore. I've experienced this throughout this past week. It is life changing. I'm on it much less. I see what I want to see and I'm out. You know, there's still a couple ads here and there, but it is not nearly as bad as the for you section of social media. Now, blessfully, thank Christ, Elon Musk made it in a feature where if you switch to following and you close the app, it will stay on following. It will not revert you back to for you. Instagram, however, takes you out of following and puts you back on Instagram, which is just an ad fest. You know, I don't like that. I hope that there's a way to change that because I will immediately but thank god twitter has the balls to at least kind of be for the consumer let me do what i want to do don't let don't don't just force shit on me i don't i don't like that i don't want to see posts from accounts i don't even think about all right keep your keep your hands to yourself keep your products to yourself Keep your advertisers away from me, please. I don't want to have to see this shit if I don't want to. I feel like that is, I feel like I'm for the people. Am I not? I feel like I'm, when I speak about this, I'm speaking for the people that 
use social media for fun, that use it just to see what the people you're following, companies that you follow, are tweeting about. Whether it be something that's newsworthy, important to you, something that you might want to watch, maybe it's a new episode of something that you want to see, somebody posted a video that might be pretty cool to check out, but but I don't want to see an ad for travel agents, I don't want to see ads for a bank, I don't want to see an ad for a car, I don't want to see ads for, you know, insurance, get that shit off of my fucking feed. I'm not watching TV, okay? I'm just trying to see what people, the people that I follow are saying, what they're thinking. I don't want to be sold shit. Enough. You know, I've I've been experiencing experiencing the fo- the following section on Twitter, like I said, for about a week now, and I love it. I will never go back to For You page. Fuck the For You page, man. Thank Christ that that was an option, that it was invented. And it wasn't until Elon Musk I saw this. So thank you, Elon. I appreciate that. One last thing before I go. I made a spontaneous... Uh, spontaneous... Uh, am I saying that right? Spontaneous? Spontaneous purchase last week. It was a PlayStation 5 console with God of War. A bundle. And it was on sale for $509. Normally five fifty nine, and I decided to make that purchase and pull the trigger, because if I'm thinking about you know what, I've been wanting a PlayStation Five for a while, and I haven't gotten it yet, and I've been close to it, but I'm like, eh, no deals, and I saw that deal, on one of the accounts that I follow on Twitter, they they tweet out deals from stores and shit. And it was essentially that this deal was like the first deal that Sony has made on their PlayStation 5 since it's been released. And I was thinking like, you know, 509 for a PlayStation 5 with God of War? God of War is still $70. That game is still full price. I'm snatching that shit right now. And I got it. And I've been playing it ever since. And, and, and you know what it is? I've never owned a, place, a, a Sony product. A PlayStation product ever. And I made an account. You know, first time owning a, a Sony console. And I gotta say, man, it's a bit bougie for me. It's a little too fancy. I feel like when I'm booting up my PlayStation, like I'm almost like not fancy enough to play it. If if that makes sense. Like I feel like the Xbox is so like minimalist. It's kind of simple. It's easier for me to navigate, I think, just because I've been using it my entire life. But even still, like, the PlayStation itself, the UI, the menu system, the the store, it all feels like the keyboards and all that, the sounds it makes, it just feels so fancy and so, like, high-end. And I'm just some Joe Schmo gamer that just likes to play Call of Duty, and I'm like, whoa, this is this is kind of fancy. At some points, I'm like, oh, I like this fanciness. Other times, I'm like, this is a little too fancy for me. Like, just like the way everything, you know, runs on that system is just super fancy compared to, compared to what I am used to. But I still enjoy it, you know? I bought, like I said, the bundle with God of War Ragnarok. I haven't touched that yet, but I did buy the first God of War on the PlayStation Store, which was... um. $9.99, so 10 bucks for an old game. Started playing that. I am loving God of War, by the way. Loving it. Never played it before in my life. Not one single God of War have I ever played, ever touched. And playing the new one, 2018 God of War, I love it. It's a fantastic game, and I can't believe I haven't played it before. The amount of detail in the game... The gameplay itself, the graphics, the storytelling, the music. Holy shit, like, it's just so good. It's, like, better than any game I've ever played on Xbox. And I love Halo 3. But, like, the the the, the value and the quality of God of War 2018 is so good. I can see why people buy these consoles now. The game is that good. 
it's so much fun. The combat's fun. The, the game is fun. The story's really good. I understand why people buy it now. Those games are sick. God of War is lit. I'm loving it so far. I, and, I, and I'm like, every time I boot it up, every time I played, I'm like, yeah, this was a good purchase. I made the right decision here. And I got it for a discount, discounted price. It was essentially on the deal. Uh, kind of a steal if you think, right? 509 for a new PS5 disc edition with God of War, which is still full uh, full price. I think I did. I think I I think I got a pretty good deal. I can't see them unless they come out with like a PS5 Pro dropping their prices for another console like that again. With a game bundle, I don't see it happening. But I'm loving it. Truly am. I'm like, I don't, am I gonna, am I, I hope I don't regret this. And I'm like, nah, I don't regret it. Good purchase. I'm happy. Good times. Super happy about that. And uh, that's going to be it for me today, people. Thank you for listening and thank you for watching. Remember, you can find this podcast and all its episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube at Intelligent Moron with Alex Silva. This drops every Thursday morning. Uh, make sure to like, subscribe, rate, review, do all that good stuff. And uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. And I will see you guys next week. 